Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and I'm Tim Flaherty, the Christian talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truths of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. back for another week of Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. Hola, mi hermano. Hola. And of course, this week we have as a guest my wonderful brother, Martin, Pastor Martin Flaherty. Hey, little brother. This week we're talking about, well, we're going to talk about the cheese story, which is hilarious. And, I, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little later on the episode. I, I know we teased that last week and I, we're going to get to it. But first I have a question for you. As you know, every week we start with a little question. My question is for this. When have you been out in the mission field and something blindsided you? Something you didn't expect. Something I didn't expect. Something that came so far out of right field, left field, sideways field, whatever, that you were shocked. I got Almost. it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It just came back to my, you know, uh, yes, update software thing on my brains. Yes, it was my first trip to the United States and... Our flight from Caracas to Atlanta got delayed, which made my connection kind of like going another plane, not on the first plane that I was intended to go from Atlanta to Salt Lake. So I I cleared uh, I went through security, I stopped my passports and everything, and they say you you missed your connection, but we have another connection for you in 15 minutes. You need to run. So I ran to this second plane, which wasn't the first connection intended for me so i went to the back of the plane looking for my seat to sit down i found these three empty uh, seats available available and uh, i told the flight attendant you know can i move the armrest thing and take a nap she said yes sure are you okay no i have a migraine i've been flying all day from venezuela yada 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 she came back with a cup of water with some uh, pills for my migraine, and uh, as I'm resting down, this guy, he's walking on the aisle, and he he asked me, "Are those three seats taken?" So he kind of like he saw me lying down. He asking he's asking me if the seats were taken, and I, I say, "Well, uh, not really. Uh, there's nobody there, but I was resting. Can I sit next to you?" Sure. Why not? I mean, you have more seats available in the back. But you want to sit next to me. I'm thinking, you know, be kind. You know, be nice. You never know. This is a soul that would be a recipient for the gospel. So that's how I met Tony Amico for three and a half hours flying from Atlanta into Salt Lake City. And how he started the conversation, he said, uh, what's your name, Mr. Israel? Yes, nice to meet you. Where are you from? Venezuela. My name is Tony Emiko, and uh, I live in Sacramento, California, and I almost uh, committed suicide last night. And I have no hope, and I don't know what to do. Would you take the time to listen to me? Unexpected from the right field? It was unexpected uh, 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 ball out of the park, bro. <laughs> like, I didn't see that coming, Tim. So, Well, that's a fantastic way for us to 
continue into the next segment because we have so much to talk about this and I really want to unpack exactly what you're talking about with Tony because I know his story and I think it's incredible to be able to share this this story and, and it's ins and outs and ups and downs and hopes with our audience and with that we'll be right back. Estegos is powered by the faithful donations from people like you. Their mission is to help everyone in the Treasure Valley through their community warehouse, housing programs, and the Boise Food Bank. They believe all human beings should be respected and loved. Each person is special and deserves to live their life to the fullest. If you want to donate to Estegos, go to their website, estegos.org, and click on the yellow Donate button at the top of the page. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org, and click on the Donate button. Are you struggling to put food on the table? Don't worry. The Boise Food Bank is here to help. We have dozens of partner agencies across the city that are here to provide food for you. At boisefoodbank.org, you can find a list of our partner agencies and their distribution times. Just show up with your ID and proof of address, and we'll provide you with a box of nutritious food. We believe that everyone deserves access to healthy food, regardless of their circumstances. So if you're in need, visit boisefoodbank.org today to find your nearest distribution location. All right, and we're back. Pastor, you were telling us you just met Tony from Sacramento. You're on the airplane. He says he's tried to commit suicide last night. Yeah, he was telling me all about it, you know, and the different tragedies and crises in his life and his marriage with his kids. And evidently, you know, a person that grew up inside the church, but he, he hadn't made a commitment to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, his ways. So three, three and a half hours listening to him, I just got time to, as we touched down, to pray with him and give him my phone number. And the following morning, uh, Tony returned the phone call. He had his wife on speakers, and I was able to uh, lead them in prayer. And she gave her heart to the Lord. And uh, it was last Christmas season, 2022, that I got Tony on the phone, and uh, I'm just... Uh, letting you know what the Lord can do, you know, what he starts, he finishes. And uh, I met Tony on my first trip to America in 2008. And how's he doing now? Well, he's doing great, connected with a local congregation, still in Sacramento. And uh, just watching his kids grow, you know, and uh, doing better in his business, in his life with his wife, still there. And uh, what the devil tried to meant for, for bad, for evil, God turned it out for good and for eternal hope eternal life and uh, this is what we're talking about be on the walls yeah that makes me think of a story i know we've been i tell you a story too about cuba but i was um i was on one of my trips to cuba and had to spend the night in the cancun airport and so you know all night you know through the wee hours of the morning and so while i was sitting there <clears throat> with my my luggage a couple of bags that i had full of supplies for uh the people in cuba there was another. There was some other people around. One of them was a gentleman from Spain, but he spoke English because his parents um, were were English teachers, and he had, he had become an English professor as well. And so we were talking to get to know each other. Well, there was this man from Chicago who his flight had been delayed actually a couple of days, and he had told us about this woman that was across the the airport or across the way. You could see her. She um, she had been there for three days because she was hiding out. Um, from human traffickers she had been kidnapped into human trafficking out of Colombia. she was in her early 20s and her partner had tricked her to come to cancun and then um, forced her into sexual activities uh, human trafficking it was, it was very heartbreaking 
But through that evening, the professor reached out to her because uh, she spoke Spanish. And we got to talking to her about what her fears were, what her needs were, what she was planning to do. And she was, she was just scared. She had no idea. She had her passport. She had a little bit of money. Um, but she was afraid to go home. She was really afraid to go home. But she wanted to go home so badly. Um, so through the night, uh, we talked, we visited, we encouraged and uh, she didn't have anything. All she had was what she was wearing, a small purse around her, um, around her shoulder, and then she had a towel that she had wrapped around her legs to keep her kind of warm. Well, I had two suitcases full of clothes, feminine hygiene products, deodorant, toiletries. I had, you know, I had it all. So I just said, hey, take, take this bag to the, to the bathroom and take whatever you want out of it um, for yourself. And then after that, we encouraged her to, that we would help her to go home, to get home and to buy a plane ticket, things like that. Better wait for the, the uh, ticket counters to open. Cause again, this was really early in the morning. And so then we took her there uh, to the, the ticket counter and uh, she bought a ticket home with her own money um, that she had. And then I took them the three of us out for breakfast. And it, it was just one of those things where, you know, I'm sitting at this airport Starbucks, you know, table with, with this professor from Spain and this, this um, lady from, from Columbia and myself. And I just asked if I could say a prayer and uh, the professor's not, not a believer. Uh, the woman also not a believer, but I just asked if I could just pray. And so it was just one of those, those divine appointments where you're just, you're just getting out um, into the world, doing doing what God calls you to do, and He has these people that He wants your path to cross. And it was it was just exciting. It was encouraging. And then we finally get all three of us. We get through security. We get to our different gates. And before we get to the to the gates, I wanted to give her some money to so she could go home not empty handed. And so I took out I took out um, a couple hundred dollars. And uh, the professor from, from Spain saw me do it. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, well, I wanted to give her some money, but I didn't want to give it to her before she bought the ticket with her own money and, and before she, you know, she was invested. And I knew she was serious and she was going to go home. And he's like, why, why would you do that? And I said, because this is, this is what Christians do. This is what the church is supposed to do. And he started to cry. He's like, you know, I've never seen a church from where I'm from in Spain do that kind of thing. And I said, you don't, you don't understand. Like, yeah, this is what the church is supposed to do, and this is what it's supposed to be. And and if if people if people back home found out that that I had the opportunity to help a young woman out of sex trafficking um, and bless her, um, and I didn't do that, I'd be in I'd be in trouble. Actually, I would actually be in trouble. I'm, I don't know if I'd lose my job, but I very well could be for not helping someone in need at that at that level. And so I wasn't even to Cuba yet at that point. I was I was on my way to there, but I was God was already doing ministry and missions work um, before I was even on the mission field. Um, and so I would just encourage if you're listening, encourage you if you're listening, God has prepared good works for you to do in advance. And whatever you're doing in your day and wherever you're going in your day, um, God has gone ahead of you to prepare good things for you to do in advance. He has people that he wants you to meet and to love on and to encourage. And so keep your eyes and ears open for those kinds of opportunities uh, beyond the walls. Exactly. I, you know, I don't think I've ever heard that story. That's I want to tell a lot. Yeah. You know, what comes to mind is that was your first trip to Cuba. I think so, yeah. And so if you think about this, 10 years before that, you've been thinking, what about this Cuba thing? And then 10 years, you get strung along, and then you meet Israel. And then you get the permission to go. 
and then all the tickets and everything lines up and you have to spend the night in the Cancun airport. And then what do you know? You're there to help this desperate young woman find her way home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible. It was a good thing. It was a good thing. I, I just feel like, you know, sometimes we just don't know the size of the chessboard that God's playing with. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a few minutes to talk a little bit more about Martin's first trip to Cuba and the cheese story. Coming up. Coming up. Looking for a place to worship and connect in the Caldwell area? Come and join us at Deer Flat Church. We offer two Sunday morning services at 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m., providing flexibility to fit your schedule. Our services are filled with uplifting music, inspiring messages, and a warm, welcoming atmosphere. We believe that everyone is welcome, no matter where you are in your faith journey. Come see for yourself and experience the joy and fellowship of our community. Visit DeerFlat.org to learn more about our services and events. We look forward to seeing you there. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. Are you looking for a way to give back to your community? Look no further than the Boise Food Bank. With just a few clicks, you can go to boisefoodbank.org. You can help provide meals for those in need. Every dollar donated helps us feed hungry families in our community. With your support, we can work towards a hunger-free Boise. Visit boisefoodbank.org today to find out how you can help make a difference. All right, and we're back, and I just want to say a quick thank you to our sponsors. Again, you know, we can't really do this work without having the help of these amazing people over at the Boise Food Bank. And if you uh, want to help us, you can go over to the boisefoodbank.org. Again, that's boisefoodbank.org. Or if you happen to know a pastor who's out there, um, we'd love it if you could encourage him or her to go to astegos.org, that's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G, and sign up for our community warehouse, where they can get all kinds of supplies and things that they need for their ministry. So we're talking about this trip to Cuba, and it's your, your, we're going to talk about your first trip, and then we'll get to the second trip, and we'll get to the cheese story, because I think that, that people need to understand the, the, the beginning of the story before we get to the end. And so... Tell me, you, you're in Cuba. You've you've uh, landed. You've gotten your uh, your your passport. You've gotten your stamp. You've gotten your visa. You've got, and you've gone to lunch. You've seen the Cuba de Cristo. Cuba para Cristo. Cuba para Cristo. I see. Sticker on the wall, and you feel this is meant to be. Absolutely, I had no idea all that God would do or wanted to do. Um, but already on that trip, you know, I'd help this this prostitute out of out of sex trafficking and get home with some dignity and some value. Um, and encouraged you to do that. And now I saw the sticker, and I just, I just knew I was with I was with God's people in God's place and in, in His timing and just doing His work. And so I didn't know all the adventures that would come. There's going to be more 
trips to Cuba in the future. Um, but in this particular one, it was a lot of observation, a lot of scouting, a lot of, of dreaming and talking, just getting to see, learn, and know people. And one of the things that I that on that trip that came to light was that the church was growing in in such numbers they needed to expand, but they didn't have the money to expand or the places to expand. And when you're saying money, how much are you talking about? What's, what's interesting is to us, it's just not that much money, right? So the the building across the street with from them was for sale. It's a, It was like... I, I, remember the details correctly, it was like a 1,600 square foot building. It was built like three or 400 years ago. I mean, it's this old, ancient Spanish architectural building, beautiful building, columns and everything. And the, the owner wanted $10,000 for it, US. And I was, you know, to, to us, it's like this, no big deal. But to them, it may as well have been a million. It was mm-hmm. it was just impossible. I mean, the, the poverty that and the amount of money they make a month is is very very a, a doctor in cuba makes i don't know what does a doctor make in cuba well 40 50 dollars a month yeah 40 50 dollars a month so a doctor's making 10 bucks a week right ten thousand dollars impossible so anyway you know we, t- we talked to him about it and in, in details like that and what's what's great is that in god's timing uh three years later when we when we take our a group there from idaho a group of teens and adults about 24 of us from Idaho, we were able to bring with us the money to purchase that building. And so, um, but because, again, in God's timing, it was three years later, the price of the building went down to about $7,000. So we had $3,000 to, you know, rehabilitate it, to fix it up and get it going. And, and now it's, Israel, what do they use it for now? Well, they're using that for a kid's church and uh, they build up classrooms and uh restroom facilities for the kids and it's just across from the church building so they have uh this place they dreamed about and uh got got timing you know it it came to pass so he's hosting different activities uh during the weekends you know parents they know they have a place where the kids are going to be taking uh, good care of and uh just learn you know this biblical teachings lessons for life and I just, I love it because you, you you start trusting in Jesus, you start following him in his footsteps, you have no idea where he's going to lead you in 10 years from now. But meanwhile, he is around the world working in other people's lives, whether it's a young woman from Colombia, a church pastor from Cuba, a missionary from Venezuela, and he's orchestrating all of these things in advance. And if we just, we get to benefit and, and enjoy everything that he's doing, but we have to get outside of ourselves and especially outside of the walls of our church buildings um, and be the church wherever wherever we are and whatever we're doing, knowing that God is with us. Mm-hmm. And so because of all that, you know, we get to encourage this church in Cuba. They're praying for expansion. They're, they're asking God, God, please provide this for us. And, and he is working all things out um, for the good of, of his people. Uh, which is so exciting to see. And so if you're listening and you're wondering, yes, the answer is yes, God has a purpose and plan for your life and things he wants you to do. So open up your eyes, um, say your prayers, do the best you can and, and be amazed. And good things are going to happen, you know, the nursery changing diapers, you know, ladies. <laughs> so I, I keep up the good work That's there, right. you know. Yes. You know, I can't help but think about, so on this second trip, or was it three trip? Was it three trips? So there was one trip that you went. That was the first trip. Then you went to a second planning trip. So the first trip was just to go to Cuba with Israel and 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 just see Cuba, knowing that God wanted me to go there. No ideas. The second trip we went on was a, a preparation trip to bring a group 
for that third trip. So the second trip is more about preparation and about, you know, where are we going to stay? What are we going to eat? What, what kind of work are we going to do? You know, all that things. And then the third trip was the trip where we brought a couple dozen people from Caldwell, Idaho to to Cuba to, to serve and to grow and to be both encouraged um, by our brothers and sisters in Cuba and also to bring encouragement as well. And so on that trip, um, that was really, really good for the people that went and I think this will lead into the cheese story is that they had to learn about about going without or about God providing in ways. And so on that preparation trip, um, I noticed that there was no mattresses on the bunk beds of where we're going to stay. And so I'm like, <laughs> hey, can you get some mattresses? And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, like, what do you mean no? Like, I'll pay for them. I'm like, no, you don't understand. They just, they don't exist. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't get them because they're not there. Right. Um, same thing with the toilet seats in the bathrooms. There was, there was toilets but there was no toilet seats on the bathroom. So I was like, hey, can we buy some toilet seats? And they're like, no. <laughs> like they're just, I'm like, what do you mean no? Like, I'll, I'll pay for them. They're like, nope, they just, they don't exist. And so in the, the months leading up to the trip, they had custom made mattresses, handmade, just for the bunk bed so that we could have mattresses to sleep on. Now they weren't like American size mattresses or thickness, They were, but they were better than nothing, you know? Um, and then the toilet seats, I just think this is so hilarious. There was no toilet seats when we got there. I made one out of out of cardboard for myself, which is hilarious. But then the pastor came and we said, he said, Martin, I got a toilet seat. I'm like, just one? He's like, yeah, I got one. I'm like, great. How much is it? He's like, $50. I'm like, eh, just never mind. Like we, we only had like two days left of the trip anyway. And I was just like, don't, don't, don't worry about it. So, but Israel, when we get back, maybe you tell them about, about the cheese. Yes, uh, we will be sharing this story after we come back from these messages. Well, I'm really excited about that. I can't wait. Did you know Estegos provides housing assistance as well? If you live in Caldwell and need help with basic needs, financial literacy, or self-reliance, Estegos is here to help. Participants live, volunteer, and work with a steady effort towards self-sufficiency. Their goal is to ensure that each person who graduates is independent from government assistance. To find out more information, go to estegos.org slash housing. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org slash housing. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. That's Jesus in Matthew 25. Our mission at the Boise Food Bank is to collect and provide food to those in need while raising awareness about food insecurity in Boise. If you have non-perishable food you would like to donate, drop by our office at 6225 West Overland Road in Boise. Our drop-off hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. The Boise Food Bank, feeding the hungry, serving your community, and nourishing our neighbors. And we're back, and again, I want to just say thank you to our sponsor, the Boise Food Bank and Estegos.org. We're so grateful for their support. If uh, you are in need of food, please feel free to uh, head over to the boisefoodbank.org. Again, that's boisefoodbank.org. Click on Get Food, and they will the, the, the website will direct you to resources in Boise, Idaho, to get assistance. Pastor, as we're sitting here and we're, we're, we're thinking about everything we just heard and everything we just read, you know, I'm hoping that maybe you can offer us a prayer, something that can be uplifting to the people, something that can help them understand that when they're out there in the community and they see their troubled girl in, you know, in need, maybe it's not a troubled girl in a, in a Mexican airport, but maybe it's a single mom 
you know, trying to decide, do I buy diapers for my baby or do I buy my baby's yeah, formula? You know, that, that they can have an intervention. And, and, and so many times we think of it as financial, but it could be any, anything. Uh, that, you know, it could be the, the, the little old lady next door who, whose husband passed away. And so she can't shovel her walk. Maybe you could have that in her. Maybe you could do something for them. Could you, could you offer us up a prayer for? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we come to you today confessing the great need we have of you. We believe that we are your hands and your feet and with your love, we can uh, reach others for you with this message of hope, of salvation, of, of, of the gospel, good news for he who believe. We pray for opportunities for each one of us to, to see with your eyes, to listen with your ears, so that we can be counted and, and do something for somebody out there, somebody in need, somebody between life and death, somebody in, in, in desperation. Help us bring this hope of eternal glory for those who really need an encounter with you. Give us give us opportunities like this so uh, we can fit in with this wonderful message of the gospel. Father, and as we continue to sharing about these stories beyond the walls, just Encourage those who have made a commitment to follow you that they may experience you in spirit and in truth for your glory and your honor. If you can use anything, please use us. Amen. Amen.